Hello everyone and welcome back to Hoops Weekly. I'm your host Yoni Golem and we're going to get right into the topic. Today we're trying something a little different. We're ranking the LeBrons. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big topic considering he is a candidate for the greatest player of all time. Basically what this podcast is going to be is that we are going to be ranking LeBron from his eras on NBA teams. You have your first era Cleveland Cavaliers LeBron, first generation, some guys would probably like to say. You have your Miami Heat LeBron, your Cleveland Cavaliers second generation LeBron, kind of like an iPhone 6, and iPhone 6S. And then you have your final piece of existence, the Los Angeles Lakers LeBron, which we all know and love in present day. And essentially we're just going to be ranking them from worst to best. Now, take in that if I rank a LeBron in fourth, that doesn't mean that he was a bad player. We all know that he's considered the greatest of all time for a reason. Okay, the stuff that this guy is doing in any single era that we put him in is phenomenal. No one gets these stats. No one gets these achievements by being an average player or a below average player, unless you're Patrick McCall. So, there is no insult here. Everything is considered very high stature, but let's get started. And at number four, we have the Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James. Two reasons. LeBron has been on this team for two years. One of the years, he missed the playoffs, which was last year. This year, the Lakers, yeah, they were first in the West. However, the season got cut short because of Corona. So how are we supposed to rank him? Listen, his stats are amazing. He's literally turned into Magic Johnson. People are watching his game. During this era, he's averaging 27 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds a game. He's averaging 11 points, sorry, 11 assists a game this year. He leads the league. Yeah, his defensive rating has dropped dramatically, actually. Um, But he is still a phenomenal player. He is still huge for this team. He is an MVP candidate. But because he's been on this team for two years, there's not much we can rank him by. Yeah, he's a two-time All-Star, made the All-NBA third team last year, which was actually his first time in his career. In 2004, his rookie season, he didn't make an NBA, an All-NBA team. For the rest of his career, he's been making first and second teams. Um, but because of the Lakers' disappointments and them finishing 37-45, and 45, 10th in the Western Conference, they just had to put him someplace lower, despite his stats being pretty good. He averaged 27 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Those are his career averages. He's been pretty good throughout his career. Um, we all know that this season he's going to be on the all-first team. People are talking about him competing with Giannis for MVP here and there. There's a 99.9% chance that this guy's going to be on here. So we had to include it in the credentials despite the NBA kind of stopping. We don't know what they're going to do. I hope they're going to make it interesting. I hope they bring back the playoffs. There's obviously more like talk about it. Now they're coming up with certain brackets, which is very interesting, actually. As a Raptors fan, we're kind of safe. I don't want to play LeBron. Everyone knows the history we have against LeBron. There's a good reason why the Raptors won a championship last year, and I'd like to say that it was because LeBron wasn't on our side of the bracket, but obviously we can't know. So yeah, as a result, listen... This team has been very like lopsided because one year LeBron finished third All-NBA team, missed the playoffs, and then the next year he gets Anthony Davis, the best big man in the league. Lakers are first in the Western Conference and LeBron is up for MVP. It's been really, really inconsistent. 
but it's only been two years. LeBron still has two years left on his contract. I think that he could definitely make a huge pivot in his career, and this Lakers team actually has potential to bring LeBron to number one out of the four LeBron arrows, but we don't know yet. So right now, I am sticking them at number four, unfortunately. Don't get me wrong, still a great player, but we're going to move on. At number three, this is pretty expected. We have the Generation 1 iPhone 3 LeBron James. This LeBron was phenomenal. 28 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds. Six-time NBA All-Star from 2005 to 2010. He was an All-Star from 2005 until present day, but because we are splitting into categories, we are going to talk about this. He's a consistent All-Star, that's all we can say. It's not because of the fans. Everyone knows that he has tremendous stats. He's a two-time MVP, 2009-2010. Scoring champion, 2008. That was actually the only time in his career that he won um, the scoring champion. Rookie of the year in 2004. People could argue that he stole that from Carmelo Anthony, but if you look, LeBron's stats were a lot better, actually. LeBron averaged 21 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Carmelo averaged 18 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Yeah, the Nuggets made the playoffs, but how much of a difference does that make in Rookie of the Year? He made the All-Defensive first team um, in 2009-2010 and the second team in 2008. LeBron was a beast on defense. Everyone knows because he has a huge body frame and he's big and he's fast on his feet and he's athletic. And he's a very, very tough matchup offensively and defensively. He's kind of slowed down. Because he's focused a lot more on his jumper and offensive game, which is great. I mean, look at how good he is now, still. But you could see that his numbers went from, like, one and a half steals per game and a block per game to, like, 0.5 steals a game and 0.5 blocks per game. So, you could see his defensive ratings stop. You know, I, I wouldn't say he's not trying, but he's definitely focusing less on defense as, at this point of his career. He wants to finish strong on offense, and I don't blame him. He didn't have a jumper until he was like in his like 10th year in the league. Speaking of, um, he had first All-NBA four times from 2006, 2008, 9, and 10, and second time in 2005 and 2007, which kind of shocks me because the Cleveland Cavaliers went to the NBA Finals in 2007. He carried them on his back so hard that you'd be thinking that he, he'd be sitting in a wheelchair all summer after all that. That was rough. This Cavs team was terrible. Their second best player was Zaltrunas Ilgauskis, a 7-3 center who just happened to be an all-star in 2005, probably because he was 7'3". LeBron was amazing this year. Yeah, they got ambushed by the Spurs, lost 4-zip. But like, how, how do you put a LeBron James that led this team to like a 60-win record as an All-NBA second team member, how can you name three players in the front court that were better than LeBron that year? People are going to have to look into that. But it's all in the past, right? That was 13 years ago. That's a long, long time. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Moving on to number two. We have Generation 2 Cavaliers, LeBron James. Number two, 2015 to 2018, the comeback. It's funny because I didn't expect the Cavs fans to welcome him back like the way they did. I kind of, because I didn't understand a lot about trades back in the day, you know, just a young kid sitting on a computer seeing that LeBron got traded. I mean, signed with the Cavs. LeBron would never get traded. Uh, it was just, it was kind of shocking to me. But the Cavs fans welcomed him. They made like three commercials with him, bringing the city together. 
And I was like, you guys just burned his jersey five years ago. What are you, what are you doing? I, I find it I find it funny to this day. And the Cavs had a really rocky start in 2015. If anyone remembers, they were out of the playoffs for like the first month of the season. They were really, really disappointing. But obviously, they got back into it. LeBron did his thing. Kyrie did his thing. Kevin Love did his thing. People expected this team to be better. Because Kevin Love was coming off a season where he was the best big man in the league. Kyrie Irving was a top prospect as coming out of his rookie deal, obviously. He was an all-star uh, two previous years before that. And LeBron was LeBron James. But um, in this decade, LeBron actually, in this era, LeBron actually had 26 points per game, 8 assists, and 8 rebounds. 26 points per game is his lowest points per game total. And a lot of that has to play into the fact that he wasn't he wasn't playing with huge offensive figures in the past. But in this era, he had Kevin Love, who, who was a great scoring forward. He had Kyrie Irving, who was averaging 25-26 points a game as well. So he had these people to fill in the gaps that he was missing. He was a four-time All-Star as well. Remember that he was an All-Star ever since 2005. He'll probably continue to be one until he retires. He won the NBA championship in 2016. One of the flukiest championships of all time. I said it. I said it. Listen, they shouldn't have won. They should The Warriors were up 3-1. They won every game that they did by a margin of like 15 points. How did the Cavs just shift their momentum completely? I have no idea. But hey, it's a great story. It made LeBron finally a candidate like he really goes toe-to-toe with Michael Jordan now if you have conversations about the greatest of all time I think he does deserve that recognition I think they probably would have won the championship in 2015 if Kyrie didn't get hurt regardless of Kevin Love getting his arm pulled by Kelly Olynyk, which was the dumbest thing I've ever seen he acted like it wasn't a foul but this is about LeBron James so we're not gonna rant about it in addition, LeBron made the NBA Finals every single year. Yeah, they got blown out by the Warriors in 17 and 18, but you still have to count it because the journey is what counts. And if you're not counting it here, you can't count it in 07, which means that we can't argue about LeBron being in the All-NBA First Team 13 years before. He made the All-NBA First Team every single year of this era, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And people can argue that in 2018, LeBron was actually at the highest level of play that, well, anyone was. He carried that bum Cavaliers team to the NBA Finals, past the Toronto Raptors in a sweep, hurts my soul, past the young Celtics, past the, past the Pacers, and the funny thing is that if the Cavs won game one and J.R. Smith wasn't such a dumbass, then the Cavs might have actually completely changed the momentum. Take in, the Cavs could have won game one, Warriors would have won game two, Cavs could have won game three, because that game went wire to wire. And then Warriors would have won game four. Now you have an even series. Now, regardless, yeah, the Warriors probably would have won in six or seven. I don't see the Cavs winning. But what a story that would have made. If LeBron won the championship in 2018, he would have been solidified as the greatest player of all time. Listen, this guy averaged 28 points, nine assists, nine rebounds a game. Kevin Love didn't help him at all. It's just kind of stuff that kind of figures in to the conversation of LeBron being the greatest player of all time. It was not fun watching that Cavs team during the 2018 playoffs because I wanted them to lose so bad. I knew that the second the Cavs played the Raptors, they're all going to freeze up. And when the Pacers came close to beating them, I was getting so excited. Damn. But, you know, LeBron is great because he's able to scare 
the hell out of every single team in the NBA. And there's a reason why teams are scared of him. But finally, as everyone knows, LeBron James, Miami Heat version, the iPhone 5S, the revolutionary one, 2011-2014, that is the LeBron, that is the best LeBron of all time. Just a side comment, LeBron probably should have won the MVP over Harden in 2018, but we're not really going to get into that, Harden still deserved it a lot. Listen, 27 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. Yeah, the stats don't wow you in any in any category because they're the same. He's literally been averaging 27, 28 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists for his whole career. So the stats aren't supposed to wow you. The credentials aren't supposed to wow you. The story is what's supposed to wow you. He was a four-time All-Star from 11 to 14, two-time NBA championship, first and second, and 12 and 13, and he made the finals every single year, losing to the Mavericks when he should have won. And in 2014, I probably could have wished that that series would have went to six or seven games. That was very, very annoying as a young LeBron fan. But it is what it is. The Spurs should have won that series. Kawhi Leonard was terrific there. Shades of Kawhi Leonard now. He was a two-time MVP in 12 and 13. And he made the All-NBA defensive first team in 11, 12, and 13. So see, he's still a huge threat defensively. Also made the All-NBA team um, 11, 12, 13, 14. So for that whole era, he was a huge player. This LeBron James Heat was just a different caliber LeBron James. He came in in 2011, and he was kind of playing the same way that he played with the old Cavs. You know, I have to carry this team. They're bad, but he didn't really realize that he has Chris Bosh now, top five forward in the league. He had Dwayne Wade, a top three shooting guard in the league. So you had assets, but everyone kind of had their own ego. Chris Bosh came from carrying the Raptors. Wade was still carrying the Heat. LeBron was still carrying the Cavs. That's like the mentality that they had coming into the season. So this was a very troubling year. They finished 54 and 28, made the finals against the Mavericks, should have won, which was disappointing. Then in the summer, they kind of had a change of pace. They told Chris Bosh, listen, you're going to need to be a third option here. Me and D-Wade are going to run this show. But LeBron, you need to lead this team. Because frankly, you're the best player on this team. And for Dwayne Wade to recognize that, you could really see how good of a leader he actually was. Which is great. Um, And what do you know? Next year, NBA has a lockout. He'd still finish second. LeBron actually has notoriously finished second more times than he's finished first. And the funny thing is... Is that any time that he was like a really like prime NBA Finals candidate, he finished second and he beat that first place team, like annihilated them in the conference finals. Some examples: the Bulls in 2011. You have, uh, you have in 2014 against the Pacers, 2015 against the Hawks. So LeBron really kind of, ha- and in 2017 against the Celtics. The Cavs aren't really a regular season team. He weren't really a regular season team. So it's really funny seeing LeBron still succeed having teams better than his. But that just shows how great of a player he actually is. 2012, terrific story. They destroyed that Thunder team. I really wish that that series would go to seven. Because it would have been so much more interesting. Um, But he still gave us a show. Won his first title. You could see the emotion. It's all there. 2013, going back to back. He was more like, when he won that, he was, you could even see him. He was like, come on, guys, stop it. Like, I'm the man. I'm the man. Like, he's did, he's done this twice in a row. I've been here. He was satisfied. 
and he played terrific as well. That was the best NBA Finals series that we've seen in a while. But yeah, 2014 was very disappointing. 2011-2014 really hurt that Heat legacy. But those two MVPs that that 20 like that second round Cavs th- like that's what they miss to kind of be first. If LeBron would have pulled MVP in 2018, I could have probably made a solid argument about the Cavs being number one. But because of this whole revolutionary big three Miami Heat thing that he did, especially being an all NBA defensive player as well, it kind of really changes the perspective. He was a huge, he was a two-way player up until the point where he signed with the Cavs again because he realized that he doesn't really need to play that much defense anymore. He needs to build his offensive game. This guy wasn't shooting jumpers. You see that because that's how the NBA was playing. And then suddenly Stephen Curry comes in, bumps five threes a game, and everyone's like, yeah, we need to go small ball. And I get that. LeBron started playing power forward more, and it really changed his career. But it changed it for the better because you see that LeBron actually improved. As he says, aged like fine wine. Regardless of that, Miami Heat LeBron was the best LeBron. I don't think you can really argue against it. I think that the new Lakers LeBron could probably move into third. Just because young LeBron, he was immature. He was less strong. He was um, less of a leader, you could say. Just a young player with high aspirations. And that's why that LeBron is actually very vulnerable in this list. But I don't think this Heat one is going to move. I don't think the Lakers one can top it unless he wins a championship this year and the ne- and the next year to come as well as wins an MVP and gets an All-NBA defensive honor. Then I could probably consider him. But the fact that his stats haven't gone down, made the finals every single year, um, finished second in the Eastern Conference, like standings-wise, every single year, dominated the Eastern Conference, won two MVPs, and was a defensive threat. How do you even compare? The only player that's better than him is Michael Jordan. Yeah, I said it. Michael Jordan's a t- Michael Jordan's better than LeBron. Still, LeBron has like three, four years left in the tank. If he could solidify himself as a consistent, great player, which by what I mean is average at least 25 points, seven rebounds, seven assists a game through these next three or four years and not fall off, LeBron's probably going to be considered as the greatest player of all time. He just needs one more championship. I don't think three is enough to compare with Jordan's six. Uh, I think he's definitely up there. But as far as we know right now, LeBron James is number two. Michael Jordan is number one. It's not really an argument unless LeBron wins another championship or another MVP. He needs something. He needs one more thing under his belt to really, really, really edge Michael Jordan out of that race. But yeah, that pretty much does it. I hope that whoever listens to this actually agrees with me because I do believe that my list is remotely accurate. And um, yeah, I hope everyone has a nice rest of their week. And again, stay safe as the situation hopefully gets better. And peace out.